Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. I'm Satya Sundaram from Mint's personal finance team. Have you heard about the term inflation? What is inflation is one of the questions that seems to have perturbed internet users recently. It has seen a significant increase in internet searches across the world this year as per consumer insights from Google. Inflation is the rate of increase in prices of goods and services over a period of time. While a moderate inflation rate is good for an economy, elevated levels are considered harmful. At an individual level, higher inflation level leaves lower money for savings and discretionary spending after household expenses. Further, it also impacts the returns on your investments negatively. Let's understand how from Anish Daly, managing partner of QED Capital Advisors LLP, to understand more about this topic. Let's get started. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hello Anish, hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hi Satya, good to be here. Pleasure to have you here, Anish. Um Anish uh, you know there's a word inflation everywhere everybody is talking about it globally and domestically so what's the impact of inflation on one's finances how will it impact so you know inflation satya uh, as you said it's been in the headlines uh, recent uh, year or so uh, especially after uh, covid and then especially after the ukraine uh, russia war but inflation has been around uh, you know around the ages and it's called the an uh, invisible tax on one's earning or you know on one on wealth or saving because what it silently does it eats away one's purchasing power now if you think about it uh, let's take a simple example of uh, you know uh, groceries uh, the groceries that cost say uh, 1000 rupees this year and the inflation in uh, food inflation is at about 10% the same uh, groceries are going to cost you about 1100 rupees the next year and uh, if your uh, savings or if your investment or if your income has not kept up with that increase of 10% then you have basically uh, paid some sort of a tax or you have lost some amount of purchasing power so next year you either you know you have to find different sources to meet that gap of 100 rupees or you have to get it from somewhere or you have to cut down your budget so, you know you if you so the best thing is to plan in advance and uh, and be first aware that you know this kind of uh, impact can be there on your finance anisha can we say that uh, at least our salary should increase every year to the extent of inflation yeah i think that's the least uh, that you know it it has to to uh, keep in uh, keep your purchasing power intact so that you know you are not worse off than when you started off uh, so of course it can have its ups and downs uh, because of uh, you know nowadays the economies also change the the way that people are hired you know we have a gig economy so everything is not going to be linear uh so if you're a salaried person of course you know whether you work as a startup then it's going to be different if you work at a large company then it's going to be different uh but yeah over the longer run your salary should definitely keep at least uh increasing 
at the rate of inflation otherwise you tend to lose out coming to the investments you already mentioned about how investment returns if it is not at least in line with the inflation uh, rate hike it could affect our, our savings could you elaborate yeah. on that anish yeah so you know uh, we have different asset classes uh, in india uh, and globally also uh, so let me just lay it out the asset classes or the options where we can invest are uh, you know equities Uh, we have real estate so we have commodities in which uh, gold is the preferred one and uh, then we have uh, fixed deposits and we have real estate so those are the four or five asset class broad asset classes in which we tend to invest uh, our savings or uh, with long term goals like uh, you know having uh, created some wealth at the end of our career or we have goals like uh, to send our children uh, to college or abroad or to uh, you know buy a buy a home or something of like that so you know these, these are different goals uh, and the go- most of the prices of these goals will uh, you have to compare what is today's price and what is going to be the price in the year in which you approximately uh, are going to uh, have to uh, you know meet that goal right. so your your investment Uh, has to at least grow in line with that uh, you know the price of that gold today and of course there are various uh, permutation combinations here like uh, you know we say that personal finance is very personal so everyone's uh, personal situation has to be taken into account but uh, a mix and match of these lego blocks of these asset classes have to be uh, you know put in place so that uh, your goals are met in the long run and you should be at least earning a little bit more than the uh, rate of inflation uh, in the in on your investments as a whole and so so what is the best asset class that can meet uh, beat the inflation in the long term yeah so you know we we know this uh, uh, this thing that we often said in the investment industry higher risk and higher returns and that actually works at the asset class level so uh, let me start with equities so equities have uh, uh, you know in spite of being are the most volatile asset class but at the same time over the long run they have given the uh, highest uh, nominal return as well as the highest uh, uh, return post investment which are which in the investment term is called the real rate of return because the rate of return that you make after uh, adjusting for inflation now something like gold has come uh, come second to uh, equity but gold also tends to have these uh, you know period where it does absolutely nothing for a very long time so you know that that can be a bit of a challenge there uh residential property if you are so people uh, that, that is uh, you know one again one favorite asset class in india the uh, the reason why uh, real estate look attractive to investors is because uh, most of the time we buy real estate uh, by taking a loan from the bank now if uh, if you compare those returns those those are leverage returns and uh, if you compare unleveraged returns where you are putting up the entire investment to you know buy the house property and then give it out on rent or uh, you know let it out the and or you're holding it for uh, uh, capital appreciation the returns from this asset class have not been so great in the last 5 uh, to 8 years 
uh, I think 2008 or 9 was the year when uh, we saw a, a big move, and then after that, we are seeing a silent time correction. So uh, cycles in real estate uh, tend to be extremely long. And then there is the fourth one. It's not a separate asset class; it's part of equity. But uh, that's become fairly popular now, and because uh, the, the ease of investing is the uh, you know investing in international equity uh, uh, indexes are the most uh, uh, commonly available uh, vehicles now to uh, invest in a in a foreign equity. So I, I would say out of all of these, consistently over years, uh, equity has uh, done. Uh, the best and has given you the best uh, risk adjusted uh, inflation adjusted returns uh, also okay now i have questions about each asset class that you have mentioned but before going there uh, anish uh, let's talk about uh, the inflation adjusted returns which you are uh, calling it as real uh, rate of returns nominal return is the uh, return along with uh, without without having adjusted for inflation and real let's say let's take a simple example and let's just look at it for one year so if uh, if in a particular year uh, equities are given as a return of uh, 15% and the inflation that year is uh, 5% then we can say that the real rate of return in that year for equities is 15% minus 5% so that would be 10% so your for it it basically measures how by how much your purchasing power has grown now had had equities had a bad year and uh, say it went down or it was uh, it gave you flat returns uh, in nominal terms you would think that okay you know i have not lost anything that i was i got a zero rate uh, 0% in, uh, return this year but actually in real terms inflation never stops inflation keeps going in irrespective of uh, you know how where markets go and how they do so in that year you would have made a negative real return of uh, you know minus 5% because now that same 100 rupees uh, uh, can only be used to buy uh, less of what you could afford a year before so now when we take it on uh, a longer time period say 5 year 10 year 15 years then you have to compound the impact of inflation and you have to compound the impact of uh, the nominal return also so you'll have to calculate it separately for each year but now all this data is available uh, thanks to you know uh, mint and uh, other business publications uh, and also other websites so you can get your uh, real rate of return and also in the infographic that uh, you have put in the uh, article today so i think uh, that gives you a good idea of what your uh, real rate and what your nominal rate uh, return you know maybe we can calculate the real returns for the past but uh, how is it to determine the real returns for the future anish yeah so that therein lies the whole that's a million dollar question right how do we calculate it for the future and uh, the, uh, so you know the future can uh, only be like a range of scenarios and uh, now you cannot be too optimistic neither can you be too pessimistic about the future uh, at the same time you also have to take into account your own uh, personal situation in terms of you know how how what's your age how how your responsibilities going to change in the future and uh, how your cash flows are going to get impacted by that so uh, the good thing here is that the, you know the past gives you a decent uh, 
decent uh, understanding of how the future is going to uh, pan out and uh, you, even though it may be a little bit volatile over 5 years you know you may estimate your uh, equity returns to be say 12% and inflation to be 6% it may turn out to be that you know your equity returns are uh, 10% or they may turn out to be 14% and your inflation may be somewhere between uh, 5 to 7% so you should always work with one is you should work with a range of uh, scenarios and you should work with uh, building in some amount of uh, safety as well as uh, some amount of uh, optionality to grow in your portfolio what i mean optionality to grow is that you have to uh, like i said it's, you know these are all lego blocks that you put together to make your own personal portfolio so you should have uh, some part of your portfolio in lower risk assets that is something goes terribly wrong in the economy or you know something you have a life changing situation then at least you are not left uh, completely exposed to equity risk at the same time if you don't have equity risk your portfolio is not going to be able to grow to keep up with inflation and this is again uh, you know not something that uh, you uh, that you should be looking at in the shorter run like i say a quarter or six months but this is something that you can regularly revisit with your financial planner uh, you know once a year or once in two years and see if things are broadly in line with what you uh, thought that your assumptions are broadly in line with uh, with what you started out uh, when you started your uh, investing let's talk about uh, equity you said that equity is the proven asset class in the past also for the uh, to generate inflation beating returns So when you say invest in equity where exactly can one invest So see, I I believe that you know uh, the core of one's portfolio whether you are in uh, HNI whether you are a uh, uh, middle income uh, saver whether you are anybody you know whether you just uh, started investing in the market the your core uh, portfolio can be uh, large cap uh, index fund Uh, and around that you can build your portfolio uh, with higher growing uh, you know like like i said you have to build optionality so you can add mid cap or small cap or flexi cap uh, those kind of uh, assets to your uh, portfolio either uh, mutual fund route or uh, in the form of stocks but if somebody is not aware of how stock market stock market works i think mutual fund is the best route right mutual fund is yeah yeah that that would yeah. be a better approach even when you're starting off and uh, yeah at at a certain level it's better to start with uh, mutual fund however uh, in domestic equity in equity or uh, uh, domestic international either way uh, if you are investing in good companies which have purchasing power they are able to pass on the impact of inflation to their consumers and so their earnings will grow in line with inflation yeah. so you know if, if it's an fmcg company now we are not going to stop buying maggi or we're not going to stop buying biscuits so we're not going to stop buying shampoos and things like that so these companies have various ways to pass on the price uh, price increases uh, to the to, to the consumers because these are uh, everyday need uh, products and uh, or there you know things like in technology or even uh, uh, you know nowadays uh, phones and all of that See, we are going to keep buying every 2 3 years we will change a phone we will buy a, a computer so these these have become like uh, necessities consumer durables uh, these have become necessities of life 
so people will keep uh, you know buying these uh, products and these companies uh, which have built good distribution channels have built good products uh, they will be able to increase prices of their goods and therefore uh, their earnings will also grow in line with uh, inflation so that is why this this asset class that way is unique that you know the uh, and we know that in the long run uh, of course that's a topic for another uh, another podcast that uh, that in the long run uh, earnings of uh, the stock markets will grow in line with the underlying earnings of the shares or the economy uh, that we are investing in. okay this is something uh, you know uh, investors who are investing in individual stocks or investing in stocks directly have to know um understand right. for mutual fund investors i think they just have to select one good performing mutual fund and invest in that and i think the fund manager will take care of investing in the companies that are passing on the costs with inflation exactly. understand Absolutely. um anish uh, you know they say that uh, you know diwali is an auspicious uh, time to invest in equities or the gold so are you investing uh, this diwali in the equity markets because on it's auspicious diwali day- Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah we do some mahura trade so we will do that but uh, but we keep investing throughout the year so you know for us every, that that every day is diwali that way <laughs> okay right so uh, coming to the next asset class which is uh, debt and uh, within yeah. debt uh, maybe let's take fixed deposits and if you take fixed deposits i think uh, as per our analysis the real rate of return that is the inflation adjusted returns in the past uh, has been just 1 2 3% um right. so just for this 1 2 3% real returns from the uh, debt or the fixed deposit should investors invest here why can't they just go to equity and invest the debt uh, and fixed income uh, do definitely have a role in your portfolio uh, now it it depends on your tax status whether you are going to invest in a fixed deposit or in a liquid fund or in a, you know or in or in funds which do not have too much of interest rate risk uh, but it gives stability to your portfolio and it uh, it it is there for you know times when uh, say your uh, assumptions about the future are not being uh, met or you are facing some kind of turbulence like we did in 2020 or we did in 2008 2018 so those are the times when your uh, when you uh, you know uh, equities like i said are, is going to give you the highest uh, return but it also comes with a lot of turbulence and volatility so in in times of that turbulence your fixed income will uh, protect your portfolio and uh, sometimes uh, equity recovery can also be longer it can take a year or two years or three years so uh, not everybody uh, not all investors can take the kind of drawdowns that you know the market uh, may subject you to and in in those periods uh, having fixed income or fixed deposit in your portfolio will help you to tide over those times even behaviorally because uh, if you see the market is down 30% and your portfolio is down 15 to 20% then you are okay you you know that okay you have you've done a little bit better than the market and you also not seen your money uh, you know hard earned money that you've uh, invested not go down uh, to that level so in one in terms of uh, you know psychological or behavioral uh, aspects are also there of uh, fixed income and also 
uh, now uh, in the past six, in the last uh, five six years uh, interest rates were going down uh, quite a bit but now in the last one year i think uh, we are in an uh, uptrending cycle in uh, and rate hike so maybe uh, interest rates will also uh, be better that i, I can see in your uh, chart that you know the real rate of return Uh, for debt instruments is only been one percent, but I think maybe that in the future, uh, once inflation comes down, uh, maybe a little bit better than that. Makes sense. Uh, coming to the next exit class, which is gold. Uh, Anish, I remember last time when I was talking to you, you mentioned a quote from Warren Buffet on investing in gold, on why he doesn't invest in gold. So, can you say that to our uh, listeners as well? Yeah, so you know Warren Buffett says that he doesn't uh, invest in gold because it has no uh, underlying cash flow. He he prefers to invest. He he says I I don't mind investing in a farm. I don't mind investing in a even in a re- residential property uh, if I had to. Uh, equities, of course, is his uh, most preferred asset class, and he is ninety nine point nine nine percent invested in in uh, equities. uh but he believes you know what am i going to do with gold even if i take all the gold in the world i'll be probably be able to uh, you know say put it in a room which is as big as fort knox and then after that what am i going to do with it it's only it's only value comes from what others are willing to pay for it so so uh, equity investors don't tend to like uh, to invest in gold but i would say that you know for uh, for the other 90% uh, Of investors, gold will have a role to play in your uh, portfolio if you're a long term over twenty years, thirty years. Uh, we are a large uh, gold uh, investing country, but uh, I think the relative proportion is going down, and I think that's a good thing. But five to ten percent is is as much as you you can have in your uh, portfolio. Sure. Now coming to the most favorite asset class of uh, Indians, uh, I think once we start doing the job, I think all relatives and all the family members keep telling us to buy the home, invest in home. Yeah. So yeah, tell us about that. I mean, the real returns on residential properties has been very poor in the last uh, decade. So what are your views on investing in real residential real estate property for investments? So yeah, so yeah, so that that's good. You clarified that. So I believe that the first home is always a consumption item. It's not an investment item because we are not going to, uh, you know, uh, probably we may upgrade or we may get into a bigger home later. But the that their one house will always be for living. So that is something that you should uh, definitely buy. Uh, after that, your uh, second, third, fourth homes. I would say, you know, I am not in favor of that. Uh, uh, that it does not. Uh, uh, Give you those unless you happen to catch a cycle, uh, a down cycle, and you are able to hold on to it. Uh, other than that, in the long run, uh, it's tough. It's a very illiquid asset class. Uh, in fact, that may work for some people because uh, you know if it's an easily liquid asset class, they are not able to hold on to it somewhere. Uh, so, time for them it makes sense. But uh, assuming you are a well-behaved and disciplined investor. uh residential property uh, i would say that you know is not a great investment and and now uh, you know you at mint have also covered this in a lot of detail which is uh, we have the option to invest to reach so if you want to uh, get exposure to real estate you know reach are a good way to have that in your uh, 
uh, we sir real uh, real estate investment trust uh, and uh, invits are also there the infrastructure real uh, investment trust so those are a good way to get exposure to hard assets without having to own the whole asset uh, by and yeah because you know more liquid also and uh, the underlying there is a manager who is managing the assets under underlying that so you know there is that's a better way i would say yeah unlike residential properties i think reits invest in uh, commercial real estate properties right correct as of now the reits that are there are all uh, commercial you know. understand do you own a house anish <laughs> yeah i do own a house so you know so that's one for me but i don't in fact uh, i have uh, uh, you know uh, friends and uh, others who say that you know we we should just live on rent if to the to the extent you can so they are so i am not that extreme uh, but yeah under family pressure i i also own a house but you know if you actually look at it i would prefer not to i would i would be okay just uh, having the double price because if you can uh, get uh, a house a good house on 2% rental yield uh, and you can uh, earn 10 12% in equity you know that's a 10% arbitrage charge so that's a better way to go about it. but right. but like i said you know not everything that can be measured needs to be measured so one house is good for uh, you know because there are other values attached to it you can't uh, emotional values or safety um, you know your you build memories growing up so for that reason i would say it's a consumption item and I, that i would not take in my uh, investment bucket i would i would keep it out of my investment great Yeah now we have talked about a couple of uh, asset classes now how to build a portfolio with it uh, can you also talk about the asset allocation how much to invest in what of course it depends on investor to investor uh, considering their uh, risk appetite and uh, the volatility of each asset class so yeah. maybe for someone who just started earning or maybe who just uh, started uh, you know investing so what do you suggest the ideal asset allocation to be so for somebody who has just started earning uh, you know uh, most of us we start thinking about investing only when we are in our you know uh, 30s because that's the about the time that people get uh, married or uh, start having children and things like that but i would say that even when you are in college or you are studying even if you have uh, less amount of uh, money to invest you should still uh, start investing because uh, that will give you uh, you know experience of investing that is uh, also very important and uh, the way you know i would advise people to structure their portfolio is to think of it in uh, in three buckets one is that you can have your safety bucket uh, which will protect your uh, your current lifestyle so that you know your it should not jeopardize even if your investments uh, go up or down in the in the long run your your safety in the long run is not jeopardized so allocate some amount to that the middle part can be those those assets uh, where which will give you uh, market returns which can be like uh, you know passive index funds along with uh, flexi cap funds or balanced advantage funds a mix of uh, those kind of uh, assets so so those will take care of your uh, Um, the main topic that we discussed today nominal returns and real returns so that will take care of your purchasing power uh, in the long run so that uh, when you are at the end of your career or you want to uh, you know 
start a new business or you want to do something else you have a a basket of wealth which can generate uh, income for you and has not lost purchasing power the third one is uh, is is your aspirational bucket where uh, where if you know these are things like say uh, angel investments venture capital investments or bitcoin or things like that which are extremely high risk high return if they pay off they can take you to another orbit in terms of your lifestyle however if they don't pay off your current lifestyle is not hampered so only that amount you should allocate to these higher risk uh, assets so i would say this is the way you should uh, broadly think about uh, portfolio construction understand before wrapping it up i just want to add one statistic here uh, anish so yesterday i saw a tweet from somebody named harish krishnan so he mentioned about uh, how the real wage growth uh, is negative over 40 years uh, for someone who is working in india in the construction uh, segment so if somebody was earning 100 rupees in 1980 and uh, in 2018 if they see what the real income is now it's just 91 rupees so though their uh, everyday labor income is growing because of the inflation after adjusting for inflation the the amount that they are earning is only 91 rupees which is very sad and i think that yeah. translates to investments as well so we have to be very careful with the real rate of returns and uh, inflation and thank you so much for decoding this subject to us anish thanks okay thanks right yeah it's a, it's a very fascinating subject and i think uh, awareness about this is growing in india and you guys at mint i think are doing a very good job of uh, breaking this down for people because uh, even though these things have been said they need to be said over and over again so that uh, you know people remember them and and keep learning from them uh, absolutely thank you so much anish thanks for your time and happy diwali thank, to you thank you and same to you and your uh, viewers and readers and listeners also thank you thank you That's all for now in this episode listeners. If you have any queries or suggestions, you can reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is @satyasontanam. S A T Y A S O N T A N A M. Or you can also write to us at mintmoney@livemint.com. Bye-bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.